in Berkeley this Saturday, August 11 at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $12.50. For information, please call 415-648-3457. It's 3 o'clock on your listener-sponsored radio, KPFA, KPFB in Berkeley, KSTF in Fresno, and on the World Wide Web at kpfa.org. Many thanks to all of you who called in and pledged your support during our summer drive. We have ended it very successfully thanks to you. If you think you've missed out on any of it, you can still be part of it by going to our website at kpfa.org and pledge your support very securely. And I wanted to announce to you, coming up is Cover to Cover. Jack Foley's taking a little break, and he'll be back next week. And we're bringing you a special program this afternoon. Esther Manila has pulled together a wonderful, wonderful uh, interview with uh, Leticia Hernandez and Lorna D. Cervantes talking about Pinta Tu Propio Mundo. Stay with us. Greetings and welcome to Cover to Cover. I'm Esther Minilla, and I'll be your host for today's program. For the past six years, artist and curator Leticia Hernandez has brought Pinta del Propio Mundo to Galleria de la Raza and has showcased the work of many powerful female artists, including the words and work of Daisy Zamora, Jenny Lim, Devorah Major, Climbing Poetry, Shanaka Hodge, and so many more. This year's Pinta del Propio Mundo is taking place this Friday, August 10th, and KPFA is a proud sponsor. Joining us in studio to tell us more about what's in store for this year's Pinta del Propio Mundo is curator, artist, and mother, Leticia Hernandez. For over 15 years, Leticia has worked as an educator and youth advocate throughout California. She's also been published in several literary journals and anthologies, including Latino Literature Today and Telling Tongues. She's also published a poetry chapbook entitled Razor Edges of My Tongue. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. We're also joined by the talented Lorna D. Cervantes. The poems of Lorna D. Cervantes have appeared in nearly 200 anthologies and textbooks. She is the recipient of numerous honors, awards, and fellowships. Her first book, Implumada, was published in 1981 and won the American Book Award. Her second, From the Cables of Genocide, Poems on Love and Hunger, was published in 1991 and won the Patterson Prize for the Best Book of Poetry and the Latino Literature Award. She currently resides in the Bay Area and working on a collection of poetry and also working on a screenplay. Thank you for joining us, Lorna. Well, thank you for having me. So, Leticia, let's start with you. Can you tell our listeners about this year's Pinta tu Propio Mundo and about the artists that will be featured? Pinta tu Propio Mundo, as some who are familiar with the event will know and remember, was born six years ago out of frustration of hearing often where are all the women writers and often feeling a bit tokenized in the invites that I received to read um, despite all the efforts of so many you know talented voices and, and artists before me it was still seemed like we we're still kind of going in this circle um, and so I decided to pull together a lot of the women artists that I knew who were doing really spectacular work and uh, we started from there so this year's Pinta de Propio Mundo uh, continues to showcase diverse voices in terms of age and media and talent and uh, and level in some ways, too. I mean, that's important to sort of have space where emerging artists and established artists can come together and exchange and support each other. So this year, we're going to be featuring Lona de Cervantes, Opal Palmer, Adisa, um, 
Mamacoat, Las Manas, Maceo Cabrera Esteves, and this year we're being joined by DJ La Romurosa, and I'm excited to have her to be part of it. I think that the music is an important element, but also to have women involved at every possible level. And we're featuring a visual artist this year, Chamindika Wandragala. She's a Sri Lankan-American visual artist. She's from Minnesota, and she does incredible work, and she also started her own nonprofit, Diaspora Flow. So a lot of things are intersecting this year, and I'm really excited about it. So how do you go about the whole selection process? Is there a theme? How do you go into saying, okay, well, this year I'm going to feature Lorna de Cervantes? Because I know she's an influential writer to many up-and-coming artists, especially those in our generation. The organization of the event is a very organic thing for me. I really just start to think about a group of people that would come together well and would represent a broad range of voices and talents One of the things that I appreciate about the event is that it's always really diverse. It's diverse in ethnicity, but also in age, which I find like super essential in in these kind of settings. So can you talk a little bit about that? Well, so that's connected to the whole answering the question where are all the women writers? Well, here we are. The second one is, you know, knowing our history and where are all the mentors and the elders. Um, For the first part of my you know, early development as a college student and as an aspiring writer, I didn't know where they were. And I literally found, and I have two books with me today, that I found scanning the bookshelves in college for Spanish last names, you know, and that has its, you know, problems as well. But luckily, you know, Lona de Cervantes came off the shelf and Luis Rodriguez came off the shelf and Sandra Cisneros came off the shelf, you know. But um, so I think it's, a, I'm just looking to build. I want the those who came before and who paved the way to know what we're doing now and I want to be part of the same communities. I mean, I think that's something that Lona de Cervantes does and has modeled for us. So, you know, that's part of what that's about. Well, one thing that uh, really impresses me about the program is uh, uh, combining uh, visual art now and uh, uh, music and, you know, having the DJ there and the various ages uh, um, yes, it's commendable. <laughs> At this point, um, can I ask Leticia to perhaps start us off with a poem? Sure, I'd like to share a poem that has even newer significance than it originally did for me because I had the opportunity to read it at an event where I um, I shared the mic with uh, Betita Martinez, Ana Castillo, Cors Lorna, and Naomi Quiñones. And it was in the middle of the mission at El Tecolote, and it was phenomenal experience and this poem I wrote it because I was so struck by Chicano Park and the gathering in April every year uh, in this tremendous park under the freeway in Barrio Logan and um, there was a longtime activist who was ill and they were looking for artwork to auction for her so there's all these intersections again of things coming together and this is La Diosa del Parque Grass, but no trees under the freeway, where concrete radiates rainbows on windshields. A park where pyramids stage children dancing their history, painting green and leaves into our memory. Where cars speeding past trade street and sky. Serpent skirt deity holds up the road, a vandal splattering her red, angry that she won't wear makeup, frightened by her lipstick-free confidence, just angry, just frightened. La comunidad reuniéndose en el parque debajo del tráfico al lado de la ciudad para un día en el mes de abril a day in April, one day a year an ocean of hues sand, caramelo, chocolate flows under the freeway one day out of three and 365 when we love ourselves 
And that is a little something that we'll hear this Friday, August 10th at the Galleria de la Raza at Pinta del Propio Mundo. Lorna, if you can share a poem as well. Uh, well, at the event, I'll probably be doing some uh, more performative pieces. So I thought uh, today I'd uh, read a poem or two um, that's not so performative. Um, and this one in particular is brand new, and it's one of my Berkeley poems. So I'd like to I'd like to read this. I just moved into Berkeley in the summer, and my first morning there. Uh, and the first mornings that week, uh, I was woken up by um, this incredible loud laughter that lasted at least an hour. And so this is the poem, The Lovers. I hear them in the first wake of sunlight, a cosmic joke interrupting the slumber of the lonely, the solitary muse used up with the light. An explosion of breath erupting through a dream, the leaden heart trapped in its bare body. The laughter of classrooms, of naughty children, of maniacs, but real. It sweeps away the webs of the mortified, the sly jokes penetrating through the walls, the tickled rich racks of laughter. Who would joke at the rude awakening? The bay fog still clouds the senses with its kiss of fish. The airy mist, the morning commuters in their guzzle and waste. Earlier than the train announcing its arrival and passing, the birds working their beaks in the second shift, Earlier than the babblers rolling their bedrolls, the trolling quaffed shoppers, the school kids waiting for their summer cartoons. All this mirth to greet the day, percolating up from the floorboards through the cheap rug in the student apartment. I am a student a scholar of lovelorn pages unto death. The poetry of their play punctuates the hour. How much love does it take to laugh? How many stories? From what sweet mouth? How many faces to touch? How much misery in the streets would it sweep? I see him in his stately squalor, his hip-hop jeans sunk on the skinny ass, his Shakespearean locks topping the rave, his day-old coffee that lasts all day, his folded sheet of shiny paper, gift wrap from a long-gone year. He lectures to no one, no one hears the atrophy, the drugged-out verse. He's a touch away from sense, perhaps. One laugh, one long hug away from memory. Who would bring him back, back to the fold? A shining waste, a recycled mind and health. 
All the world's a stage to the disengaged. The lovers fold into themselves, believe the day into being, relieve themselves, their wealth in the rare laughter, continuous and enough to wake the dead, the dying dream of used-up love. All morning long it goes, the healing, the healing. One single healing. Wow! Thank you for sharing that with us, Luna.、Um, your poems are such journeys. Take a minute to come back. <laughs> I wanted to share with our listeners some of the responses to your latest publication, Drive, which is a it's a collection, correct? Yeah,、uh, Drive, the first quartet. It's a literary pentic. As far as I know, there isn't anything else like it. It's five books in one. Uh, all new poetry.、Um, it's 25 years of work. Wow.、Uh, it's conceived sort of like as uh, uh, in visual art, you have a triptych with three separate canvases, and then you put them together, and they create something else. Well, this was my idea, and sort of a permanent gallery hanging of this hardbound、uh, volume.、Uh, it's、uh, 320 pages. And so you decided to put them all together. Like, did you have that idea from the beginning that you were going to be building this? Uh, yes, uh, uh, I've been、uh, working on it.、Uh, like I said, 25 years of work, but I've been working on it and had this idea for the last 15 years. Oh, that's fantastic. So Martina Spada has said this is a landmark work. Ana Castillo comments this is what it means to be a poet. Sandra Cisneros reflects that Lorna has taught us that poetry can change the world. And I wanted to highlight those those quotes in addition to to highlighting that it's been nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. Um, because I think it's important to just spread that word and make sure everybody knows about that. But also、um, because a lot of these comments from from your colleagues talk about the connection between the poet and the world, or in social change. And I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit. Uh, well, one poet who's always inspired me、uh, from the time I was 15 years old is Pablo Neruda, and、uh, as I was saying earlier, I have a book of love poems, and、uh, um, love and revolution are the same string coming at it both. Uh, from different ends, uh, uh, so to speak, and uh,、um, and uh, well, one of the things about poetry is it's the art of language, and one of the things about language is we own it; it's personal and private. At the same time, language is social and communal. There are wars embedded in our words,、uh, um, and in our case, that is uh, um, Native Americans, Latinos, Chicanas,、uh, in this country, in this occupied、uh, country. It's、uh, you know our our language,、uh, um, you know our words uh, uh, are embedded with、uh, with the、uh, struggles and the um, um, and to find our own words uh, also uh, is part of our、uh, liberation as well as the liberation of others, and that part has always been there for me for poetry. Um, I poetry politicized me、um, when I was very very young, beginning with African American women's poetry,、um, and then as I said, onto Neruda and discovering、um, the, our history and the history of the Americas.、Uh, 
Um, so my work has always uh, traversed this these these two. I don't wouldn't call them poles. They're more like the opposite ends of the portal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love and love and liberation. Wow. Thank you. Even the response is poetic. Maybe you can share another poem? <laughs> I have a weblog, by the way. You can look up Lorna D. Cervantes, D-E-E, or just Lorna D-E-E. Uh, Google it up. It should come up on the first page. You can read these poems as well as lots of other things, uh, including uh, information about what's going on in Oaxaca right now, uh, uh, among other things. Um, but uh, anyway, um, as I was saying, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to read some more poems that work on the page uh, as opposed to the kinds of poems I might be reading um, on Friday night, uh, April 10th at La Galeria de la Raza. This is a poem that I'm proud to say was awarded Pushcart Prize for uh, Best Poem uh, of 2006. It'll be it'll appearing in an anthology, a large anthology, uh, Pushcart Prize, um, in November. And this is dedicated to uh, a poet and writing teacher uh, here at uh, Cal Berkeley, uh, Alfred Arteaga. This is a poem called Shelling the Pecans. I knew what a woman's hand could do, shred the husk into threads, weave lips together at the seam, rock to hard body, empire to thrust into nave, the native touch tocando musica up the spine of the violin, some song of silk and gut, I knew race was a matter of degree, that inch in the face, that notice of dismissal, how to work all day at a posture, at a stance, at attention, paying attention to none but the all. I put my whole into you, this notch between the breasts, this discovery and treason, embra a macho, fixed, oh, defined in the still shell of history, a destiny written in the charts and lost, lost, in the unnoticed memories of you, a flicker of change, some small scrimp of light, tu luz, allí, allá, ala, ala, and the scoop, your aguila eyes sweeping up the dawn's desire. This night I remember shelling the pecans. Nothing but a bucket, no ride exceptional, nothing but a dream to entertain us. I dream this moment, all the sweet meats in a risen weight going higher to the rim, the price and the pricing. I could eat what I missed or messed outside, the birds Bending to it on a summer day, the great age of my grandmother's banded hands weighing me down, 
the paper of tutelage blasting me away at that age. Now I still remember how to shuck, how to fetch it, how to step it. Stepping up to you, I ask. The point enters the ventricle without shattering the meat. How a woman, on a good day, can rip out the heart whole. Lorna, I know that you have a lot of experience in publishing. You've published widely, and、um, you've received numerous honors and awards. What do you think we're at in terms of? Um, the use of、uh, code switching and the use of Spanish, especially when we talk about work on the page. Well, I think we're uh, at. Uh, I think where we're at is、uh, exactly where I predicted we'd be at when I was asked this question about 34 years ago. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> well, I don't know about 40 years ago, but 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm not that old. Uh, but uh,、um, uh, that is uh, especially, particularly、uh, in relation to Chicana's work,、uh, Chicana work. You know, Chicano poetry,、um, and that is uh,、um, the hegemony that 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 governs, has governed our lives, has uh, uh, impacted our lives,、um, has become globalized. Mm. And the sort of danger that we're in under the, these, you know, behind these crosshairs of multiple oppressions, repressions, repression, which only has one mode of action: force, violence, restraint,、uh, pain, hunger, impoverishment.、Um, Uh, there is a、uh, just exactly as I was saying before. There's a force in telling these stories. There's a force in telling the truth. There's a force in doing it any way we want to.、Mm-hmm. And for poetry in particular,、um, it's very, very important that we write as my. Teacher、uh, Robert Hass, another person from Cal,、um, who was teaching at Cal, he taught at San Jose State.、Uh, um, as he used to say, it's very important that we write in the language of our childhood and in the language that we dream in. And so, it's very, very important that we insist on writing in Spanish. If that is the language of our childhood, and that is a language we dream in, now for me, that's not the language of my childhood, and it's not the language that I dream in. However, every time I insert a Spanish word or phrase or line or a whole poem in Spanish, it's a political statement. Because here we are living in the state English only, and um, uh, you know just the whole minefields of uh, uh, of language choice and what is poetry, but an endless、uh, series of choices. I also、uh, so so what I started to say is that um, uh, I think um, uh, the literary world,、uh, beginning with the Americas and 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 extending out, has become very much influenced and impacted by. This literature, you know, as it's become published, as it's aired on the radio, as it's been distributed in CDs and um, uh, you know uh, performances, um, people feel that, and it crosses borders. 
It crosses cultural borders. It crosses class borders. Probably the hardest border of all to to cross. Um, you know, certainly borders of race and you know, uh, 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 you know, gender and you know, uh, uh, other things. Um, Again, as this hegemony has become globalized, as the threat has become globalized, uh, um, the wars outside of our territory come back to us here, as I say, on Hiroshima Day. You know, um, uh, we're still getting the fallout from that. Um, so I think, uh, um, you know, Chicana poetry in particular, um, uh, has had an impact, has, ha- has had a voice as, as we have had a voice. And also I just want to say that especially being back here home in, uh, Berkeley, uh, I've been hanging out a lot at the Starry Plow and, uh, um, La Peña and, you know, uh, and in the Mission and, you know, in San Francisco and other venues and and I just get energized and re-energized just hearing this new generation you know I just think it's all 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 terrific you know and as I said you know there are about as many ways to write a poem or to read a poem you know or not read a poem you know as there are people on the planet and orale come on up to the mic all right (laughs) so I have to just chime in that someone actually asked me that once what language do I dream in? Mm-hmm. And I wrote a poem mm-hmm. about that called Learning to Talk. So mm-hmm. that was really powerful when you said that. Um, also, I just wanted to mention that it's still a struggle. I mean, a 30-year struggle trying to cross these actual borders of, uh, again, you know, I mean, the, the geographic borders and geopolitical borders and these borders of language and class in that it's still a struggle, particularly for for Chicanas, Chicanos, Latinas, Latinos, um, to be accepted in Mexico, to be accepted in Spain. Uh, we ha- we're still struggling with that. You know, it's not good enough for the gringos and it's not good enough for the Mexicanos either. <laughs> But there's something, but there's something liberating about that too. Back to, hey, we can do it any way we want. Right. Which is exactly what this event is all about. So, Leticia, if you can tell us again the details of the event and, um, Lorna, if you can tell us how, if someone wants to get in touch with you or... Just Google up my name, Lorna D. Cervantes, uh, or Lorna D. D-E-E. Um, I have, uh, multiple blogs and, oh, please be my MySpace buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you have work and music, uh, that you have posted. I, I love to read it all. Uh, you can contact me, Lorna D. Cervantes, uh, L-O-R-N-A-D-E-E-C-E-R-V-A-N-T-E s um uh dot com uh just lorna lorna de cervantes dot com to send me a message if you're interested in the workshops or uh send me some work too i like to read it and come see us in person at the sixth annual pinta tu propio mundo at galeria de la raza an evening of poetry and performance on friday august 10th at 8 p.m galeria is located at the corner of 24th street and bryant it'll be eight to fifteen dollars sliding scale there'll be music visual art t-shirts hoodies fantastic performance artists singers comedians writers um, Opal Palmer, Adisa, Mamacoat, Las Manas, Maceo Cabrera Estevez, the featured artist Chamindica. It's been an honor to have you both in studio. Thank you so much for being here, for all the work that you continue to do. 
as it's been incredibly inspiring. And I would just like to say, please support the station. I am a product of KPFA through all of its ups and downs. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't be here if I hadn't uh, listened. Appreciate that. Thank you. I definitely look forward to it. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks. Learn how presidents and media keep spinning us to war. Attend the Bay Area premiere of the film War Made Easy, featuring Norman Solomon with narration by Sean Penn. This is a benefit for the Making Contact radio series. Thursday, August 9th, 7 p.m. at the Grand Lake Theater, 3200 Grand Avenue in Oakland. Tickets are $12 and it's wheelchair accessible. For more information, go to radioproject.org. This event is co-sponsored by KPFA. This is Free Speech Radio News for Wednesday, August 8, 2007. From KPFK in L.A., I'm Aura Bogado. Trade becomes a hot topic on the Democratic campaign trail, with candidates appealing to those critical of so-called free trade. A new wave of violence grips Guatemala just one month before elections. We'll hear from Guatemala City. And frustrated at Congress's failure to pass immigration reform, 41 states have introduced more than 1,400 immigration laws so far this year. All that and more after the headlines. I'm Shannon Young with today's headlines. The U.S. military has claimed to have killed 30 militants during a raid and subsequent airstrike on the Sadr City district of Baghdad. The Pentagon issued a statement saying the U.S. forces targeted Shiite militants with ties to Iran and that no civilians were killed. The statement contradicts witnesses interviewed by the Associated Press who say at least nine civilians were killed in today's attack.